Welcome to the Human Reboot with me, Emma Last. We have uplifting, inspiring and diverse reboot stories from people sharing the courageous, honest, authentic and sometimes difficult life lessons. The Human Reboot will provide proven mentally flourishing formulas and practical tips to help you to live life to the full, giving you direction and hope. Make your mental fitness and well-being a daily priority. Learn to pause so that you can get clear and perform at your best. Switch off to switch on. It's time for your human reboot. On the human reboot podcast today, I have Pete Can, the laughter man. He's on a fulfilled mission to bring positive benefits of laughter to the world. Since discovering laughter yoga, company owner Pete has transformed his business and family life and now wants to share his infectious secrets and get the planet laughing along with him. Welcome, Pete. How are you doing, Emmy? You all right? I'm good, thank you. So tell us a little bit about this mission of yours. So my mission, I'm on a mission to bring laughter to a million people. And it's because I discovered laughter yoga back in 2016 when I was at a festival called WOMAD in the southwest of the UK. And I, I like to laugh. I like to go to see comedy shows. You know, like I like watching silly comedies on telly and stuff. And But anyway, when I was at the festival, I was walking through the Arboretum and I heard laughter. And I thought there must be a comedian. Brilliant. I'm going to go and check out who's on stage. As I walked around the corner, there was 100 people just lying on the floor on their backs laughing. And I was like, wow, what is going on here? And it was just it was just really bizarre. I knew I was at a festival, so that was all good. And then there was a sign saying laughter yoga daily at half 11. And I thought, do you know what? I'm going to have a go at that. And so I went back and saw Chloe, my wife and the kids. And I said, look, I'm going to go do laughter yoga tomorrow. Do you want to come and join me? Chloe was like, no, you go and do it. Do what you've got to do, Pete. It's all good. So anyway, I went to this session and the lying down bit's the end of the session. So we were doing lots of different breathing and laughing exercises. And the fact that your body doesn't know the difference between fake laughter and real laughter was just something that really stuck with my mind. And also the other thing, we didn't need humor or jokes. It was just literally these just breathing, like <laughs> exercises until all of a sudden, like within about, it must be five, six minutes, I was laughing genuinely. And we were just, See, I'm sorry. It's, it's good. It's good. Whatever you know what it's all about, because you've, you've obviously done one of my sessions. But it's um, and she did this for about 25 minutes, different lots of laughing exercises, and then the guy Steve got us all to lie down, and I lay down, and I just couldn't stop laughing. I literally everything was wiggling and jiggling. I was just laughing away, and then at the end of a laughter yoga session, a proper session, you have a meditation at the end. So after probably five, 10 minutes, it was a long time of laughing. Then Steve says, right, everybody just tie down, let anything last laughs out. Someone then suddenly just goes <laughs> next to me, boom, I was off again. And then we did the meditation. And so Steve puts us into about a five minute grounded meditation. And I sat up afterwards and I felt really high like really genuinely high on just it must be it was the endorphins I found out later you know serotonin dopamine all this amazing chemicals in my brain and I remember walking back like as light as a feather walking back and met Chloe and the kids in the children's field and she looked at me and she's just like what are you on and I'm like I'm I'm not on anything this is just laughter like this big 
smile and just like eyes wide and and she's like what and i was like literally and I explained it to her and um and it was the last day that was so it was the last day of the festival but the following year i went and did every single day i did all four days of the session laughter session plus this little intimate tp session because i was hooked like I waited a year to go and do it again, but I was hooked. And and after doing four days of laughing every day, I felt amazing, Emma. I felt really energized. I felt really focused. I felt really creative. I felt just, I just knew that I wanted to do more of this in my life. And, um, and yeah, I suppose fast forward now, like I'm the laughter man. This is what I do. I come into companies, I, I, I do Zoom sessions for laughter for teams. I connect them, I get them laughing together. And it's just, yeah, it's just a really, really great job. Fabulous. So I asked you if you would come on here and tell us a little bit about how you've navigated challenge and change in your life and to share maybe one or two reboot stories with us. Please, would you just tell us a little bit about when you feel that you've had to reboot in your life? Definitely, definitely. Okay, so I've got a couple. Okay, so um, the second one is COVID, but we'll come to that one in a minute. So the first one was back in 2017, well, 2015, I created a chef app. So I run a chef agency as well in Bristol. And we created this app where we were placing chefs into companies and companies would find chefs. And it was like it was like a matchmaking app. And I spent 18 months of my life on it. And we borrowed about, I think it was 130 grand we borrowed to create this, this platform. And like I say, 18 months of my life. And basically what happened was when it was getting near the end of it, sort of because when I say the end of it, we borrowed the money and we were paying the money back with the money. So obviously at, at some point, those two had to meet in the middle or, you know, I ultimately had to, to get it to take off. Now it didn't, it didn't take off. What I did was create this profile, this pecan chef tree profile. I was going to these big events. I was getting loads of chefs to sign up, but just no one would spend any money on it. But the people we borrowed some money from naively as business owners, we borrowed it on our business our core business's name and then started up another business with the money which was completely against the terms and conditions but we didn't know that we like completely naively done so anyway four days before christmas in 2017 yeah. we got a letter from this company i'm not going to mention their names but they was like right we want all the money back or we want to put a second charge on your house yeah yeah and it just felt like just someone had just ripped my stomach out basically because it was just like I'd spent you know I'll be honest it was our fault we we made the mistake we didn't realize we did it but it was the way it was four days before Christmas I remember being at this family farm barn place right with the kids kids are over there playing over there Chloe's next to me I'm on the phone to this guy just going what are you because I was trying to object it and and he's just like I was like it's four days before Christmas like you want a second charge on our house you want all the money back. We haven't got the money. The money's gone. We spent it, blah, 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 blah. And I just went into a really dark place. Like for the, probably it was a good couple of months where it was, I felt that I'd let down my family. Well, not let down is not the right word. I'd, I'd created this, created this issue basically, you know, I'd like I jeopardized our family life because of the money situation. I felt also, I think because like I put so much energy into this, you know, 18 months of my life, like properly at it just to build this thing for then that to be ripped away. Yeah. It was just really, really tough time. And, and it was, I remember vividly in February half term, we went away and 
and we were in sand dunes, the sand dunes yeah. next to the beach. And I just remember every morning because I was I do a morning routine and I really dived into my morning routine then, which was sort of a miracle morning. I'm not sure if you've heard about it, but it's, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So I was doing that, which I still practice. And but I started doing some laughter yoga as well because I remember the laughter and how it made me feel at the time. And I, so I started watching these videos and I remember being in the dunes watching the founder, Madame Kataria's videos. And it was it was just a mobile phone, like this giggle phone. I was putting, you pretend to put it to your ear, just laughing. I was just looking on my own, completely like just going. <laughs> and I really used laughter, like that holiday, to switch my mind around because it was you know there was a dark spot where i was just yeah what what am i doing why have i done this i've i've risked everything and i mean if you roll back to sort of when i was teenage years i used to be a gambler like i, I went to ga i went to gamblers anonymous to stop that habit and it felt i suppose that what i'd done was gambled gamble something but actually if i look back at it everything makes you into the person you are you've got to take i believe you've got to take risks if you don't take risks and step over and, and go out of your comfort zone you're never going to achieve anything you're just going to be stuck in your you again this is not for everybody but for me you just get caught in that grind and that's not me i want to step out of my comfort zone and taking that gamble yeah. i felt at that point i'd gambled this 130 grand they wanted a second charge on the house and I, you know we, we went into lawyers and we managed to fight it it cost eight grand to fight just to make it all go quiet yeah. and we've paid it all off and it's all gone now but at that point it was yeah really yeah really really quite tough it's like you know you were thinking like what's what are my options here what's my way out mm. yeah one of them was like do I just finish it all, you know? And like, and I've never thought like that. And it was, and I've not thought like that since. It was just this once, one time. Yeah. And yeah, and I'm very, I suppose, grateful that I don't actually suffer personally really from sort of stress, anxiety. And I know what it's like because Chloe, my wife, she, you know, she does get quite anxious about things. And and I'm, I'm just like, like, why are you anxious about something? You can't, and I, I don't quite understand that. But then I suppose laughter's helped me maybe. Well, it has helped me because it, it helps me deal with like overwhelm if I feel like I've got a lot on. Yeah. I just sort of laugh, not because it's funny, but just because it clears my brain. So around that time when that happened and you were feeling you know, quite low and lost, did you do anything to reach out for help or was that not a consideration? I think... I didn't reach out to like any professionals as such, but I I'm very much problem shared. I'm, I talk, I'm really open heart sleeve. That's me, you know? So I had a business network around me. I had like a mastermind of other business owners. So they knew what I was going through. So I was talking to them quite openly about it. I had a business coach, business mentor, who was really good at that point as well, really sort of stepped up and helped us see that actually this is okay. We can work this out. We can move through this. Yeah, and that was the help I needed really was just people to be able to listen, people to sort of take my side a little bit and just go, Pete, you did, you messed up a bit because you shouldn't have done that. I'm like, yeah, we know, but how are we going to do it right? Well, we're just going to have to get the lawyers involved and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, just, I mean, I didn't, you know, I didn't talk to Chloe about it properly, like sort of the way I felt. And what's been quite interesting, sort of recently, this story's coming out more and more now. And um, Chloe sort of has, I've told her about it as well. And she's like, what are you talking about? what you talk about that doesn't didn't happen I was like well it did but you didn't know about it because I didn't share it at the time it wasn't something that you know we, we were both in a low place we knew that we were in this this moment of just like what have we done and felt really pressurized but 
but I just think you know reaching out and talking to someone really really does help yeah and so that day on the sand dunes when you started you know putting into practice your laughter yoga Mm -hmm. did you just continue with that or was there anything else that kind of any other tools that were in your kit bag that help you to kind of pull yourself through it did I carry on with the laughter not as much I was definitely affirmating visualizing I was journaling just yeah just the whole savers and and exercising just moving my body reading just positive I have been really positive and actually I had a um a channel on YouTube called you can because my surname's can so it's like and it was the sign out is like if Pete can you can and it's very much just the fact that I was doing these live videos where it was just like coming back from the gym, just going, look, I feel really good today. I didn't want to go to the gym, but actually I did. I went to the gym and you know what? If Pete can, you can. And it was just trying to, trying to, <laughs> it, but it was good. It was just like, that was really helping me because what I was doing was self-affirmating to camera and getting love back because people were just like, I really like this. It's made me feel good and like hearts and blah, blah, blah. And obviously that's that whole social media stroking and all that stuff, isn't it? But yeah, so affirmations definitely. And just, and I, and I still believe that I'm going to achieve exactly what I want to achieve in the future. I, I know I will. It's just a case of like when that day is going to happen. And so it's, yeah, I've always, oh, I don't know, I've always, not always been like this, but certainly around that time I knew the affirmations were a big part of my life definitely and that's really interesting as well because I talk a lot about well affirming things but I talk a lot about getting what is in your head out Mm -hmm. Um, and that might be through you know through journaling like you said or it could be through talking it could be through video diaries it could be through you know through a diary so in essence you're you were getting out what was going on in your head in some ways but in a positive way which Mm. is great because it helps us to kind of rationalize those thoughts when we say things you know outside our heads and also when you start talking about things in a positive way you're training your brain Mm -hmm. and it is it is easy to train your brain it is easy I mean it's it's weird at first and and I say the same about my laughter practice it's um it's weird at first it is it's crazy what I'm just gonna laugh and be like childlike for you know you want me to what do what you want me to put something to my ear pretend it's a phone and start laughing like this (laughs) well no I don't really want to do that but actually I can't do it I can't you can't even start now but the but the point is 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 that you know when when with laughter yoga and it still blows my mind it just like and i chat to chloe bless her a lot of times about it just because she understands what it does for me but it's not for her and i'm just like yeah but but you're anxious you get anxious this will stop you being anxious like why you want it yeah but it's just not for me i don't want to laugh for no reason to like i don't get it pete i don't want to laugh for no reason i'm just like wow okay but then i like uh, it's not appropriate me laughing at that but i just can't stop it It just makes exactly (laughs) but then you know i'm quite sneaky because i will you know we'll have a little cuddle like just a little like that's all right it's all right and then like i just go (laughs) just a little bit (laughs) like that and then and then if someone's laughing especially when you're touching like body body touch it like you're jiggling and then that sets you off and then next thing you know she's laughing and then i'll step away and i was like oh sorry about that are you okay she's like yeah i feel really good i "I told you i told you it works it's it's magic (laughs) it's magic oh so yeah so tell me about the second reboot then so the second reboot okay uh thanks for listening by the way it was covid covid came along i don't know if you've heard of covid um it's this this 
thing that happens. It's still happening, I believe. Some sort of virus, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I've obviously mentioned already chefs, you know, so we've had a business since 2009. And we were doing well. We were doing really well. We had a team in the office. We had, we didn't work Fridays. We were having seven, eight weeks off a year. We were just enjoying, you know, we built this business from nothing to this just doing all right. Thank you very much. Loving life. And then in March in 2020, someone decided to shut all the pubs, restaurants, hotels, everybody that used a chef. And we saw it coming. We saw it coming. And it was interesting, actually, because our, our coach at the time was quite like, oh no, it's going to be fine. It's fine. It's just going to blow over. And like, we, we saw it come. We were like all over Italy at the time, just going, this is going to really mess our business up. Literally overnight, our revenue just, just went. And I mean, touch wood, we still supplied care homes. Now that's was really useful for some reasons at that point because there was a bit of income. But on the flip side, the care homes were getting smashed at the beginning of the whole pandemic. Yeah. And our phone calls, we were talking to these care home managers. It's like, we've just lost another two residents. We've lost another four residents. We've lost this. And it was just like, it was craziness. So then what was happening was, first of all, revenue disappeared. Second of all, you're talking to care homes that are just really up against it. And you're just like, wow. And then you've got other people just going, oh, it's just a load of nonsense. It's just like, no, there's people actually dying in like, you know, there's a home that's lost half their residents literally in a week. And then you've got chefs who are calling us then, you know, we've got a bank of 40 guys that just literally didn't have any work all of a sudden so they also yeah. their livelihoods have just disappeared so then they're calling us offloading all of their emotional baggage because they had to and like so then you've got that as well and it, it was just really yeah just a really shit time actually for the first couple of weeks I remember this couple of times we were just crying literally crying it was our first baby just gone taken from us you know it's like it, it, and that that like when you've got your own business and you've built it for like over 11 12 years it does feel like a child because you've nurtured you've blood and sweat and everything and all of a sudden we couldn't do anything about it because everything was happening without mm-hmm. us doing it and um there was a couple of times where yeah. I just grabbed these cushions I remember me and Chloe like just get the cushion in your face and just scream as loud as you can in the cushion just to get that anger out that because we were so angry with the situation that we couldn't again being business owners you can plan for things if things if business isn't going very well that's your own fault because you're not selling or you're not marketing well enough you've got to do stuff but then I was laughing but pre that for probably about seven months before the march I was laughing every day with a group of people for 10 minutes and it was my secret weapon yeah like no one knew about my secret weapon Okay, so and it was, it, 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 and like because I was laughing at eight o'clock every morning for ten minutes, and then I would get off the call and I'll just bang, I'd be writing great marketing material. I was creating scripts for videos. I was just doing all this back of house, like just amazingness. The business was moving. My head was in a really good place, and luckily for me, I had that because once COVID kicked, I was still laughing, and then we joined forces the people that we were laughing and then we started laughing four times a day we started open we opened the doors to people come come and laugh with us you know not because it's funny it's not because it's funny it's because of how it makes us feel when we laugh that's what the bit we need to get over ourselves and go i'm laughing because you know it releases endorphins it releases serotonin it makes us feel you know strengthens our immune system it's lots there's so many positives about laughing and then probably about three weeks into that 
I just approached somebody and said, look, can I do a session with your team? Because she was in the event industry. And I said, look, you've been smashed. You've got a team of 15. Let me, let me just come along to your team meeting and do this thing. And I did it. And then someone saw it. And then he rang me up and said, like, I'd like to book you. How much is it? I'm like, oh, okay. And then so plucked the figure. And that was the start. And then now, like this week, I've done a gig for Liverpool Football Club, not for the players, but I did for the, you know, so I've done stuff for the co-op, NHS, government. Like So so I suppose the reboot there was laughter, was my reboot. Yeah. So, yeah, again, just, I suppose, just letting people know that it actually, and because it's, it's not funny, you know, there's days where I don't want to laugh, but after five minutes of laughing, I'm loving laughing. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does to me. It might not to our listeners, but no, it does. It absolutely does. And I think the first time was quite interesting. The first time that, well, I was kind of like shoved in your direction, wasn't I, by um, by one of my friends. She's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, go on. I've been on this 15-minute laughter show thing. Go on, you go and do it with Pete. And I was just like, oh, you're joking me. Will you do it? I was like, well, yeah, anything for you. Yeah, I will. Yeah, go on. So off I did, came on. And then I was like, the kids were still upstairs in bed. And this was in the middle of, we were locked down somewhere. And I was thinking, I don't want to wake the kids up. So, but also I was really conscious about actually how I was laughing. And what's really interesting is in one of my groups since, because we've talked about this, we used a video recording to show them. And we just did some laughter yoga together. Well, by the time I've been doing it a few more times, well, you get more comfortable with it. You don't feel as stupid. And actually, I kind of got around to the point where I just didn't care anymore. So that whole feeling of feeling stupid had kind of gone from me and was my group were like, what's happening to her now? But literally, we just laughed our socks off. And, you know, it is, it's such, it's, you know, I, I talk about, well, the five ways to well-being, you know, there's loads of research done on it on adults. And then research was done on it with children. And what they found was one of those ways to well-being, like give, didn't necessarily, kids didn't necessarily get the same reward as we did as adults by giving to others. So they did further kind of probing and everything on it and found that it was imagination, creativity and play. You know, it's the things that light us up. It's the fun we have. It's the joy, isn't it? And actually, sometimes as adults, we become so conditioned to behave in a certain way and, you know, and get weighted down sometimes by all the expectations of life and juggling the world and all the rest of it. That just sometimes we just need to have a bit of fun. Mm. Just be childlike, give yourself permission to be childlike. And it's it's funny because when I do my sessions now, and I don't do it very often, but it's my little, it's a little one-liner I sometimes throw in and I'm just like laughing. I go, I'm 45. (laughs) Just like, because actually it's, I'm 45, but I feel, I feel, I was going to say, I don't feel 20, 30, because actually I don't, I feel like a, I I feel like a child and in, in a good way in a good way because I feel like I look at things differently I look at especially after I've laughed I'm in awe of things you know things that are quite maybe mundane and maybe think like just you just I don't know everything's just really lovely and fluffy and nice and why would you not want to live this way and that's the bit I keep 
banging and i'm on this drum over here and i'm just banging it and i i, I know that there's people that are, are watching and there's people from afar that are that are aware of what i'm doing which is really really good and it still surprises me that laughter yoga as a thing is 26 years old you know it's only just coming and, and obviously i'm part of the reason it's getting on more and more people's radars because i've put my marketing hat on yeah hello mr marketer but actually putting the marketing hat onto the business hat onto the passionate hat it's Mm-hmm. it's yeah just in flow state i love it i love actually yeah and i just think any I, I would encourage anybody well just listening right now i think we should just do like this one really simple exercise that you can do just to feel like so you're listening at the moment you're still listening so you're, you're intrigued i would say so just be conscious of how you feel right now and what i want you to do i just want you to take a deep breath in and just let out a long ha. Just a deep sigh. Okay, so that should have relaxed you a little bit on the shoulders. Right now, I want you to take a deep breath in. And I want you to hold it for five seconds. And we're just going to laugh. Just laugh for 10 seconds. And when I say laugh, just pretend it's the funniest thing you've heard all day. So we take a deep breath in. We hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. And... <laughs> And now breathe in and breathe out and just think, well, I'm just to the listeners, but Emma, what's the difference between where you were and where you are now? You know, just really a lot, just relax. And it's just, it's a nice feeling. It's just, it's like when you do some deep breathing or meditation. And for some people that isn't, it, that feels too weird for them and actually for some people just breathing in and you know having a laugh could be their thing you know and it's like you said before it's not your wife's thing or she says it's not until you persuade her and actually so when I first breathe in and I start doing those ha 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 ha, ha I don't necessarily find that funny it's more the the more when you keep doing it and then when you start doing like the belly laughs and the things like that you just can't control and it does become natural and it does feel forced to begin with so mm-hmm. anyway we'll carry on so just out of curiosity <laughs> out of curiosity mm-hmm. is your first business baby have you managed to weather the storm are you coming out the other end now is yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, we um we've lost the office, so the office has moved on, and we had three people in the office. So two of them went and got other jobs, which we encouraged them to do. We, you know, they were on furlough, but we we're like, look, you need you need to look because we don't know how long this is going to last, and just for their mental health as well. Like, just sat on furlough all the time, you just not knowing, not knowing, you know, you know when's the furlough going to end? What's going to happen? And then the third member. Uh, she's moved back to Ireland but she's still working for us remotely so and now things have opened up and it's crazy out there now there's definitely a massive demand for chefs we're turning business away that we can't do which which again then it's the other side of the coin it's just like whether we, we shut everything off we we went from 150 bookings a week that's what, roughly where we were at then we went to like 10 to 15 bookings a week and now we're spiking back up to 60 and we haven't got the chefs to do it. So to get to 150 feels like quite a long way away for us to get to that point again. We, we'll get there because, 
you know it's just like building blocks like any business you've just got to just do each stage at a time but yeah it's been a bit feast or famine really and i just touch wood everything just stays as it is and we just keep on this roadmap which would be really good and the chefs start coming back because a lot of them have gone to work well a lot a lot have gone home back to back to europe there's also a lot that have got working you know for maybe amazon or whoever they've they've got a different job and they've gone well, actually wait there i get weekends and evenings off and i'm not under all this stress and pressure of working in the kitchen anymore so yeah hospitality is it's going to be a tough ride i think for a good year or so still it's interesting because for 19 years my background was hr services so there's always that chicken and egg in recruitment it's always like well the demand in the market and we haven't got enough specialist candidates and then here are the candidates and there's not the demand in the market so that balance is always always it's like when you master it and you're on a growth trajectory mm. you know and sometimes it does take time but it's I look just, at it as a seesaw you know, as well sort of like you get that demand and then you can get a few people and then hopefully you get a little bit and then your business just slowly moves up as it goes. So, I mean, we've gone from there, we've we're sort of midway. So, you know, we've got to double what we're doing, but we're going to have to get someone else on board in the office, which we're recruiting for. Yeah, so it's it's just building blocks, but actually working remotely made a big we've worked remotely and a lot of businesses have haven't they so they've they've adjusted and gone actually i didn't need that massive office space with three or four people we had a table tennis table in there we used to play table tennis every single day we had fun in the office it was you know one of our values which we can't do now unfortunately because you know we're obviously not in there but we can work from wherever like all us like i said she's moved back to ireland so she's after living in the uk for 20 years she's moved back she's been with us for 12 years in the business so it's great because she's happy she's around her family and she's got her friends from you know she's building that network again but we've still got her working with us which is really really good so we'll we'll get there it'll be fine and you can pull that team back together with your laughter yoga i'm sure <laughs> exactly well this is this is the thing as well you know i said to chloe probably about two months ago when i could feel that we would get busy again i just said i can't be the managing director as much as I was you know I can help from the, from afar but I'm over here I mean you know during lockdown I was doing 70 80 hour weeks over here I wasn't making an old pile of money but I was definitely getting my structure and getting my, myself out there and doing all the hard work and now you know the business is coming in which it just it just shows if you put the work in and you believe in it it will turn up so now we've got two businesses now I've got to pick up on that though because you've just told me you're doing 70 you've been doing 70 to 80 hours a week not anymore good okay that's good so that leads me beautifully into how do you switch off to switch on so how do you switch off so that you can switch back on and perform at your best okay so my biggest tip that I've discovered over the years is holiday okay so I work hard I do work hard when I'm in in the moment and like I said it previously before the agency got a kick in we were taking seven eight weeks off a year so that's a lot of holiday time so what we were doing we were working in sprints so we'd know that we've got a week off wherever like we've got a caravan so we just hook up and we just go wherever and just sit in a field that's how I reboot that's how I recharge as soon as we put everything in the car just getting the stuff out the house and that little straight like everything boom, boom, boom. as soon as I put the sat nav we press the button for where the caravan stored which we call family good times that's what it's called click on that and then boom you know and then hook up and then all right it might be a four or five hour drive wherever we're going and as soon as it takes me <laughs> it takes me about half an hour to get the van set up legs down electric on blah 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 and then I just sit there and 
that's what I do. I sit there for for a week and not I do move around a little bit as well, but you know, it's just like the kids are there. I'm more I'm more in with the kids. We play games, we get in the sea together, we just it's just nice. And that's how I recharge. And then when I come back to the office or back to work, it takes me three or four days to start the groove again. And then that's it. I'm in the groove. But I know that I've got like I know I'm on holiday the week after next. So I know I've got a lot of stuff to get done to give me permission to have that holiday. You know, it's happening, but it's like anything, isn't it? You work to a deadline and you get it done, especially if that deadline's a holiday. You know, there's a lot of stuff you've got to tie up before you can step out of the door. So, yeah, good. And uh, any favourite places you've been on your caravanning trips? I would say Cornwall, because we're looking to move to Cornwall at the end of the year. That's the plan. So yeah, I mean, anywhere, anywhere near the coast is lovely. I love getting in the sea, love getting in the waves. Fab. And um, you also like a bit of running, don't you? I do like to like, is that the right word? <laughs> is that the right word? Well, I, yeah, I do run. I never used to be a runner. And then Chloe again, she signed up for the London Marathon. That was the first race she ever did. And second time she did it, I saw a big guy running and I was like, I'm going to do this. Everything that was going on in the day, I was just like, this is really, really cool. And so I signed up. So I'm doing the marathon. I was supposed to do it last year and I was sort of really ready for it and then just let everything slide for a little while. And now I'm back on like it's happening in October, which is not very far away, really. In four months time, I'm running 26 miles. So, um, yeah. Very good. And uh, if you could give some tips or some how to's to our listeners on your personal flourishing formula for life, whether that be mental fitness tips, whether that be some sort of mantra or, you know, anything that you live by or any key learns that you've learned along your way, what would they be? I would say visualize, get your vision boards. What do you really want? What do you truly desire in life? And just get it out, get out of your mind, get it on paper. If you can get some pictures, even better. I worked to vision boards, have done for quite a few years. It just means that you're always looking at it, even if it's subconsciously. And just believe, you know, just knowing. So if you know what that vision, top vision is, then you can break it down into goals and just chip away at each goal. Fabulous. Anything else? Um, I've got a laugh. You've got a laugh. Yeah, funnily enough, you've got a laugh. Yeah. So what should we do? Should we do, let's let, I'll tell you what we could do. This one's a really fun one as well, right? So what we're going to do, we're going to take a deep breath in and then we're just going to do a he, like a, like a balloon going down. And then at the end, this is going to work our zygomatic muscles, which are these cheek muscles, okay? These are our laughter muscles. Uh, so we're going to go he, and as we get to the end, we're just going to go he, and just keep a real high pitched laugh for a few seconds. All right. So deep breath in, and he. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I promise, I'm not snorting. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, any book or anything that have helped you, communities, anyone that's inspired you, uh, podcasts, books, anything that has helped you along your way. So, uh, Miracle Morning, definitely. You've got to, you've got to read that. Uh, even if you're not a morning person, it just it's game changing. So that's really helped. Uh, I was part of a community called the Entrepreneur Circle, which really really helped with our business as well, and uh, made lots of really good friends, business friends. Hang out in networks of people that inspire you, bring the best out in you, and challenge you. That's what I would say. And I would agree with that. So thank you so much for giving me your time today. 
shall we uh, leave with just one laugh then? <laughs> oh, that was about five. That was. So here we go. One laugh. Ha. Ha. <laughs> if you would like to get in contact with Pete, you can find him at www.petecan.com. You can find him on LinkedIn as the Laughter Man, on Instagram as Pete Can the Laughter Man, and on Facebook as the Laughter Man. So if you want more detail, you can find the links in the show notes. Thank you for listening to the Human Reboot podcast. I'm Emma Last, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star podcast review and visit thehumanrebootmovement.com where you can find downloadable free resources, sign up to my mailing list, or connect with me on social. So that's thehumanrebootmovement.com. Let's switch off so we can switch on. It's time for your human reboot.